Oh, that's right. South Lake Tahoe. I know it was something South. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, originally from San Diego, California, um, really humble beginnings. You know, I, I grew up in a small family. Mom, unfortunately, had some, you know, struggles with drugs growing up and lived a really rough life. And, and I remember at 12 years old, um, you know, unfortunately, we were on the streets, hotels, motels, garage floors, wherever we could just to get by. And so never really had that stable upbringing. And, you know, we had challenges growing up. And I think that was really what, what motivated me. And it was a partial part of my drive and still is today. And so, um, you know, I, I fought through my own battles as an adult and, and found myself at like the lowest possible place I could be in my life. And I made a decision in 2003 to uh, leave the Lake Tahoe. I had $75, a backpack and a dream to just turn my life around and do something different. And I left San Diego to go to Lake Tahoe. And that's why I have the Tahoe number. Um, so when I was there, my, my goal was to just clean up my life and stay up there for about three weeks. Um, but here it is, 2020, and I've never turned back. And so my first two weeks there, I picked up a position as a marketing executive with uh, the Marriott, right up the new resort at the base of the gondola in South Shore. And by year two, I was picked up as the director of marketing for the second largest resort in Wild Lake Tahoe. So I definitely felt like I had made it. Yeah, so I felt like I came a long way, came from the streets, came from the gutter, and, and completely turned my life around. So that's kind of like the clip for, uh, clip, cliff notes of my, my upbringing. Yeah, so how did you get into marketing? So, um, you know, early on when I was, you know, around 18, 19 years old, this is back in the days of like telemarketing to where, you know, you're calling people before deregulation of, of long distance carriers and all these things. So I just learned that, that I had communication skills, right? And so then they said, well, we need someone that's going to be able to talk to the public and tell them about this new resort. And all you have to have is great communication skills. I was like, I can do that. And that was really like what launched my career and my, my early days in my career. That's so interesting. So I never knew that about you. What, what influenced that though? Like where did that come from? Who was the speaker or motivator in, in your life that caused you to be such a good communicator? Cause you are, um, you do have a way about you when you speak that you motivate people. And even you and I, you know, when we talk about our plan and business plans and all that for the team, like, you just have this way with people that inspires them and just motivates them to want to go kick ass. Where's, where does that come from? I appreciate that. I think that at an early age, I realized that all I really had was my voice. And that if I wanted something in life that I was going to have to stand up and ask for it and that there was no, there was no making excuses for it. That if you wanted a life that you really truly believed in, then you're going to have to go out and ask for it and, and, and fight for the things that you want in your life. When I was younger, I, I, somebody turned me on to Tony Robbins, and this was before um, I really even knew what motivation was. I didn't know what self-help was. I didn't really even dive deep into that realm, and now it's everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. So I got the book, uh, I think it's Awaken the Giant Within, and then I got five CDs, and it was, you had to do the coursework and like write in your nightly journal, and I started to realize like I, I, was, I wasn't living up to my full potential and I had a bigger voice. And so I had to really get in alignment with who I was. And, and I did that through that early coursework with Tony Robbins and that changed my whole trajectory in life. And it helped me realize who I was, what I wanted to become and what I wanted to contribute to the world. So Tony Robbins was one of my early influencers. That's amazing. He started out from really humble beginnings as well, as you know. Totally. And totally. He 
he's fed, I think, I think he feeds, he started out feeding a million people a year and now he feeds four or five million people a year because he didn't have any food growing up. And one of his biggest things was just finding a nice hot meal to eat. So um, yeah. I remember that too, you know, growing up and not having like literally food, like you have tortillas and like butter in the refrigerator and that was, that was your food. And so I, I think like going through some of those, those early days when you don't have much, it really makes you grateful. Like people throw around the word grateful all the time, but like I am truly living in gratitude because I went without, right? I didn't have anything. So even the smallest things, they mean the world to me because I know what it's like to have absolutely nothing. That's really, that's just, you know, that's the reason why I think you're on this team. And I'm so glad that we met, you know, that's, that's, um, gratitude is something that I definitely need to focus on more. So let's kind of talk about that is what do you do for your morning routine? Do you have a gratitude journal? Um, I know you have a son, Silas, he's so cute. He's like adorable. Um, and you know, you're a father. So let's kind of talk about like, how did you become a dad and all of that? And what does your routine look like now? Yeah. So, um, I, I believe, and I learned this early on, that, that peak states don't just arrive, you have to demand that of yourself, right? So, so, so you can literally change your state in an instant if you're aware and you're cognizant of how you're thinking and feeling, right? You can choose to be in a bad mood all day long and let that carry on, or you can change the state, um, and you can do that instantly, whether it's a routine of music, whether it's writing in your journal, whether it's just sitting down and truly getting um, in alignment with what you're grateful for. There's tons of, of things going on in the world, especially right now with COVID. But when you stop and think about who do you love in your life? Do you have a kid that, that wakes up and just admires you and looks at you as like, you're the best person in the world? Um, do you have a, you know, a girlfriend, a significant other, a partner in life that you can share love and memories and experiences with? Do you have family that believes in you no matter what? Do you have a mom that believes in you no matter what? Do you have talents that you could see that you have shared with other people and help them build their own skill sets? So when you think about everything that you truly have to be grateful for in your life, uh, that, that list is endless. When you compare that to all the things that are negative and possibly bad in your life, I'm almost 100% certain the positive will trump the negative. But it's easy for us to get pulled by the negative, right? It's easy for us to let that overwhelm us. But when you're feeling that, and people throw around the word grateful all the time. I know, like, I do. You have to live right now. Right? It's like small things, you know, wake up and tell your partner, listen, I know you're off to work already. I just want to let you know that I'm super, super grateful for you and I appreciate everything that you do and I love you. Things like that give that person a different feeling and it gives you a different sense of, of what you're giving to the world. So don't just say gra gratitude, like absolutely put yourself into that position. So I wake up every morning and I usually drink about a pot of coffee. Um, I'm a... <laughs> I'm an old school, I like the whole big old pot of coffee. And I sit there and I review my calendar, right? Review my calendar, do some mindless social media scrolling as well, just to start my day. And then my son gets up, we have breakfast, we have our morning routine, we talk, I get him off to school, and then I start my drive, um, my drive and my commute. My commute time is always about conversations with myself. And I know it sounds a little bit crazy, but my, when people say, oh, you commute, or oh God, I can't stand traffic, like I love it. Like I love sitting in my car 
for an hour, 45 minutes, two hours, however long it is, because it's university time, it's music time, and it's my time with my own thoughts to really just prepare mentally. So wherever I go, I, I'm already prepared because I've had that conversation with myself for that entire commute. And so I absolutely enjoy the commute time. I love that. There's so many things that I love about what you just said. So first, talk to me about, you know, I, I, I love what you said about the routine in the morning and just kind of reaching out and doing small little things. I recently had a conversation with my fiance. As you know, I'm engaged. And I've been with my partner for nine years now. And um, so we just re recently got engaged last year. Thank you. And I recently just told him that I really don't want to spend the mornings zoning out on TV or drinking coffee, scrolling on Instagram all morning long and kind of living a separate life in the mornings and then rushing off and packing your lunch and going off to work and, you know, sitting in traffic and just kind of like the mundane routine of the average person. And because we were doing that, right? Like we were guilty of that. We were totally doing that. And I said, I really, I saw this, I think I saw it on Instagram or Facebook, but I saw this couple, they were sitting down at the island in their kitchen, they were dressed for the day, they were enjoying a nice cup of coffee each, um, in a real mug, and they were watching something motivational on YouTube, on the uh, computer together and that's how they started their morning every day and it, it they were saying how much of a difference it made in their relationship and in their life yeah so what that's what I love about what you just said is because literally a couple of days ago I, I told Costa I said I you know don't get intimidated but I want us to have a morning routine right because he's in yeah. construction he's like you know just leave me alone let me live my life like you know he's not into the, all that stuff so Anyways, he's like, okay, he agreed. And now we're watching motivational videos or a podcast every morning. I pack his lunch for him and I'm starting to write a little note in there and sticking it in his oh, lunch sweet. every day so that he gets surprised. And um, so anyways, you know, just little things like that, I think makes such a big difference. And I don't think that people really pay attention or like recording a video and sending it to someone on their birthday, little touches, right? Because I think too, it's like when you think about those times and states that you felt really good, maybe there's music that you listen to that always makes you feel good. Like I listen to old records. So Saturday and Sunday, it's been my routine for the last seven years. As I pick two or three records, I make a pot of coffee and I just, I put the record on and I just relax and I chill and I enjoy that. And it, it puts me in a relaxed state. And so I think it's important to have some type of ritual that you really slow down in the morning and stop and think about how you're gonna be for that day, what type of energy you're gonna give the world. Because what we do is we get in this rat race, right? We get busy, we're on phone calls, we're on prospecting calls, we're doing this, I got meetings, but am I carrying that same energy into every single thing that I'm doing or am I stopping, releasing, and then giving new energy into the different things that I do? And it's a hard practice. It's a hard practice, but um, repetition is the mother of all skill. And I still struggle with it sometimes. And, uh, but when you're really focused on it, uh, you'll see the difference in, in, in how people respond to the energy that you're given. Because the way you are at home is different than the way you are with your team, than the way you are with your clients, and the way that you are at the grocery store. It's all different energies, but you have to be very, very conscious of the energy you're giving to the world. 
and, and aligned, right? That's something that I was just posting about a couple of days ago. That's why I really am so excited you're on this team because you and I are on the same wavelength. Me, you, Jen, Dewey, like Christina, Kenny, everyone is, and then all the people I haven't met yet because we're growing so rapidly, but um, everyone, the energy on the team is so synced up. Uh, but I literally was just posting about alignment on my Instagram um, and, and talking about moving with intention, moving with alignment, you know, don't just hustle. People are so obsessed with this verb of uh, hustling or, you know, this, uh, this kind of verbiage of I'm hustling or I'm a hustler or I'm grinding. That's great. I'm a big fan of all of that. But what are you hustling towards? Are you aligned? Are you taking a second to sit down and talk about, you know, what am I trying to achieve? You know, what am I working towards? Or am I just being busy? Um, and I think that's a lot of things, uh, something that a lot of agents struggle with in the beginning is they, they think they're busy running around doing all these things, but are you productive in what you're doing? Are you getting things done? Are you checking things off your to-do list, your goals? You know, um, are you getting closer to your dreams? So um, that's something I definitely struggled with, but I've gotten better with it over the years and I can tell that, you know, you were just saying it's a practice, you know, it takes time. It does. And, and, and like you said, and, and you know, I don't want to get too far off in the weeds on this, but a lot of times agents just find themselves busy being busy and, yep. and, and, and they're not mindful of the, the time, effort and energy that they're giving to their day. And are they doing income producing activities? Right. And so it's, it's one thing to like fill up your calendar with a bunch of stuff that is like busy and you're active, but are you actually moving towards a, a transaction? And, you know, so, um, yeah, there's times where you have to go to seminars and things like that. I get that, but. Um, are you busy being busy or are you be busy being productive? Right, right, absolutely. And then time blocking your schedule, right? So I have specific days where I work on my podcast or I work on this or that or real estate and um, that took some time as well. Um, and then having those routines for the morning and afternoon and then evening routines, I feel like those are pivotal things to set any person up for success, not just in real estate, any industry. Totally. So, so I, uh, one thing that I've, I've told myself over this last week, I'm going to start waking up one hour earlier because I, I, I'm, I'm an early person, but I'm also a, a night owl too. So I generally don't go to sleep until midnight and I, my, my natural alarm clock goes off at like about six o'clock, but sometimes I don't get up until around seven, seven thirty. So um, I want to get up an hour early and then I want to um, like shock my body by taking ice cold showers. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so I heard like to your body, and like, and so I'm still thinking researching it, but it's supposed to shock your body and like throw your normal routine off and break you out of that that comfortability. And so I heard that on a podcast last week, and I'm like, okay, I can do that because my buddy in Tahoe, he jumps in the lake every single morning, no matter what, even if it's snowing and it's 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 below you know 30 degrees in Tahoe, he jumps in that lake every single day and like shocks his system. Um, have you seen the guy that does it on um, on the Goop podcast, um, Gwyneth Paltrow's podcast? The guy that trains people to um, hold on, I'm going to look it up in ice cold water. Yeah. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow has this show on YouTube called The Lab, um, the Goop Lab, and the that's what it's called, the Wim Hof method. I was Wim trying to figure. Yes. Yes. That's it, right? Yeah. That's it. The Wim Hof method. So that I watched a whole, if you haven't watched it, it's kind of, it's 
towards, it's kind of girly, but not really. The first episode's really about this guy and the Wim Hof method. Um, it's called The Goop on Netflix. Yep. I was trying to figure out right now and say what that word, the, the, what it was called, Wim Hof method, yep. Yeah, so that's pretty cool because I actually do that too, but not as extreme. I just take like semi-cold showers and I feel like I've been building up my tolerance over time. Oh. I can stay a little longer and a little colder each time. Right. Um, and I was, I was actually seeing really good results because we went out to the river and I had the guts to jump all the way in and everyone was like, where did she the guts to do that? Yeah. Oh. I've met a guy that does, that's what he does for a living. He does um, Wim Hof like seminars and sessions and teaches the practice and the breathing and slowing down your body and, and like, like getting past like five minutes of a bucket of ice and what it does to you mentally, like all these studies of how it's improved his health, so on and so forth. So yeah, I think about just throwing off your own normal routine. I think that it's, it's good for you. It's good for your mind. It's good for your body. And you, and you do that every morning. Is it just the mornings? I've only done it twice. Oh, you've only done it twice. Okay, well, let, keep me just getting, <laughs> just, just getting started. Just getting started. It's definitely a shock. Can you, can you send me some information on that guy? Yeah, I will. Okay, cool. And then another thing that you said that I really loved is your drive time. I think that being in the car, music blasting, wind in your hair is some of the most healing moments of your life. You know, just like what you were saying about reflecting and being in the car and talking to yourself, I feel like I have to do that often, especially when you're showing nine or 10 property a day, you know, you just want to kind of make sure that you're um, at your best for your clients and showing up as the best version of yourself. Um, But it can, it can be a little exhausting and you kind of need to, you know, talk to yourself and be like, okay, mid afternoon pep talk, like you got this, you know, like only a couple more hours and you know, you're helping so many people and you're changing lives and um, it just gets you amped up, you know. It's it's that checkup from the neck up that so many people, they look at commuting and traffic as a negative thing, right? Like, oh my God, I couldn't do that. Well, yeah, because you're telling yourself you couldn't do that. But if you thought like, what can I learn? You know, can I practice some Italian? Do I want to learn a second language? Do I have time to call my mom and say, hi, mom, I'm always moving so fast. I just wanted to spend the next 45 minutes and catch up with you. Like that's a meaningful conversation. Or I want to listen to a whole album of an artist that I found when I was scrolling through YouTube and found a cool, funky new indie artist. I'm like, I want to listen to that whole album and feed my mind with something new or, or listen to a podcast and learn something in my drive time. So I've probably had about, I don't know, I want to say 45,000 miles on the road in the past four years. And, and I have enjoyed that time. So I, I don't mind it. It's all about the way that you look at it. And I look at it as a great opportunity for us to learn and to really just put yourself in alignment with whatever you're doing. I enjoyed my time on the road. So you went from sales and marketing in mm-hmm. Tahoe. Yep. How did you end up in the Bay Area? So um, originally when I was... So I was in the timeshare business. That's what I was doing for large resorts in Tahoe uh, for many years. And then I got an opportunity to be the director of marketing for the Vino Bello Resort in Napa. And so I left Tahoe, um, came to the Napa area, actually moved to Vacaville and um, was working at that resort. And then I had an opportunity to go independent and run my own marketing department in the Bay Area and uh, work all the local events, um, all the different trade shows and, 
and, and different venues throughout the seasons and uh, run my own marketing department and, and be independent. So I did that. While doing that, um, you know, I wanted to, I've had my license since 2009 and I originally got it to be in the vacation ownership industry. Uh, I went to Coldwell Banker to hang my license there to sell real estate on the side and also run the marketing department. Um, so I went to Coldwell Banker headquarters in Concord. I was there speaking with the manager. Um, he's actually my mentor still. And in my first 10 minutes of having a conversation with him, he's like, no, I don't really think that you're the best fit for our model. I was like, cool, you know, best of luck to you. And I'm on my way. Well, before our conversation ended, the fire alarm went off in this giant building in Concord. So everyone had to evacuate. I'm talking hundreds and hundreds of people going down the fire or the, the emergency exit. And so it's like this huge wave of people going out. Those sirens are going off. Everyone has to go across the street. And so, wow. Yeah, it was crazy for an interview. <laughs> and so then I'm standing there with the guy that was interviewing me. I'm like, do you want to finish our conversation? Have some coffee. There's a Mimi's across the street. So we went across the street. We just started talking. It's like, you know what? I'm actually looking for a leader. And it's like, okay, tell me more. I'm like, I've had tons of leadership experience, coaching, mentoring, building sales teams. That was what I did for years. So I, um, I said, okay, tell me more. So he tells me about it. It's like, you have 48 hours to tell me if you're even interested in the position. And if you are, I want you to write me up something, sharing with me all the reasons why you would want to walk into this position. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, cool. So I went to the drawing board. I wrote up probably, I, I will say like one of the best emails that I ever wrote up for in my business career and um, I emailed that to him and then he said listen he's like we want to fly you out to Houston to meet the president uh, we want you to meet with our vice president in New Jersey and go through the interview process and uh, so that took about two weeks and and they gave me the position offered me a six six figure salary and made me the um, district sales manager for Colo Banker Power by Zip team in the Bay Area or wow. And, and literally, it, it happened on a total whim. And, and when he called me, he told me. Um, his name's Don Don Tanagan, and a really okay. good friend of mine means the world to me. His, his advice to me was, don't F this up. He's like, I'm giving you an opportunity of a lifetime. He said, don't F this up. And, uh, and, and I really took that to heart. And so we built, we grew, we uh, built, uh, you know, this, my first year in, we had the second highest lead conversion in the country out of large markets. We're talking San Diego, Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, Florida. And then I was number two in the country for new hire GCI. So the people that we were bringing on, we were coaching, training them, developing them and getting them into production. And we were setting records for the company. So I did that for my first two years with them and broke all kinds of records with them, built a great name for myself in, in the leadership uh, realm for, for, uh, for real estate. And so that's how I started out in real estate here in the Bay Area. Wow, that's a big bang to start with. <laughs> it was, you know, it, it really was because I came in, I just wanted to sell real estate and, and be independent. And then he pitched me on me being a leader for a team that needed it and Coldwell Banker and the history and this, you know, corporate America position. And I was like, I'm down, man. I'm not going to pass up a, a six-figure salary. This is a great opportunity for me and for my future. I said, I'm in. Actually, I mean, that was what you call fate. That's, that's, that's meant to be right there because I don't know if you know this or not, but I started out my real estate career very, very similar to how you did. I was going to DVC, had no idea. I mean, it's a little different. 
the humble beginnings, but I had no idea, you know, what I wanted to do with my life. And I was going to DVC and I was looking for some summer work and found a BHG in the Tri-Valley area across the street from Rossmore that needed a receptionist, like the most boring, slow office ever. No floor time, no foot traffic or anything, you know, unless it was a 90-year-old senior citizen that just so happened to stumble in because they were lost looking for Safeway. Um, and so I, they were paying me, I think it was 12 or $13 an hour just to answer the phones and kind of take care of the front desk duties and all that. And the manager at the time, Maureen Dunbar, um, Steve Monash's, uh, ex-wife, she was the managing broker for that BHG Tri-Valley office. And she just, after a couple of days, I think of observing me, interacting with the agents and answering the phones and kind of taking care of the responsibilities at the front comes up to me very bluntly with these big blue eyes and this long dark hair. And she goes, you don't have the type of personality to be chained to a desk for $13 an hour. You're getting your real estate license and I'm gonna help you pass and you can use the conference room in the back to study. And I'm just like, okay. So I literally had no idea what I was getting myself into, but she sold me on this life and I got my license. And seven years later, here I am doing this podcast with you on team fast so good for you and sometimes you just need someone to not saying that we don't see it in ourselves but see something in ourselves that maybe we didn't identify yet right that it's there but then someone else says you know what i'm gonna i want you to go this way so i always think about life like we're going down the train tracks and then someone's there to pull that lever that sends your train in a completely different direction and i think that's what don did for me and it sounds like that what that lady did for you so um, you know, I wouldn't have been here having this conversation w without him really believing me and, and giving me the platform to grow and then pushing me, like pushing me to become, he said, in the next seven months, I'm going to make you a world-class coach. I'm like, okay. I'm like, he's like, but I'm going to push you and you're going to learn how to run a business, excuse me, run a business. You're going to learn the financials. You're going to learn how every single dollar is made in this company. You're going to understand commission splits. You're going to understand how um, to break down a commission split for an agent and how they get paid. You're going to understand, you know, he's like, there'll be no part of this business that you won't understand after seven months. So he's like, I'm going to push you for the next seven months to understand this business. I mean, I'm talking like nights after nights of running reports and dating is like, all right, well, I'm, I'm, it's like a quiz. Like there's something wrong in this report. I want you to find it. And I'm like, Oh, all right. Like, and it's time and time and time. And, and so he taught me how to really, truly run a real estate business. And I'll always be grateful for it, for his guidance. And, you know, if he ever hears this, he was such a jerk to me, but in a way, like it, it was either, it was literally, it was either going to push me to never work for this company and leave, or it was going to drive me like, all right, dude, all right, I'll show you, I'll show you what's up. And, uh, and so he always said, man, you were always up to the challenge. And he's like, I know I could be a jerk sometimes. And he used a different word, but I won't say it on here. But um, yeah, he pushed me. He pushed me in a way that I needed to be pushed. To it pissed me off a lot of times, but it made me stronger. And, and I, I would have never been here without him. That's amazing. And I, I feel like those people come into your life because they see something in you that you don't see in yourself. Totally. You know, it's in you. You just yep. don't recognize it. It yep. takes someone, the third party, the person looking on the outside in to see that in you and to recognize that little spark. And then they 
motivate you to kind of take that and run with it. And then it's up to you what you do with it. And I think that that's exactly what's happening right now with all these. So let's talk about team fast because we're growing at a rapid rate. You were so, so just so everyone can start follow this storyline. So you were there. So Coldwell banker and then what? So, so I was at Coldwell banker for um, almost three years. Um, I would, went to Climb. I had an opportunity to go to Climb um, to be basically the manager for the office in, in Oakland as well as in Walnut Creek. Um, it wasn't the best time for me, and so I declined the position, came back for the opportunity amount, around nine months later and said, is the offer still on the table? Can we still have that talk? And um, we had a decision, we made the decision to, um, to put me on as the manager for Climb Real Estate in the East Bay. So it was Walnut Creek and um, Oakland. Well, Climb at the time was owned by Realogy. And so it wasn't that I had to leave companies. Didn't have to, I didn't have to change my tenure. I didn't have to change my benefits. I literally just went to one of the cousin companies. But when we think about contrast and we think about the difference of companies, there was nobody on, on the scene like, like Climb. When you think about a Coldwell banker being a traditional brokerage starting in 1906 and just having really deep roots in, in the United States, Climb was this company that was grown by agents who wanted to do something different, who wanted to be innovative, who wanted to be a platform and a beta tester of all these new tech pieces that were coming out in our market because they saw the shift in how technology was going to be used to enhance the consumer experience. So they, they wanted to be on the forefront of that, but they wanted to create an energy and a vibe and, a, and, and stylistically, they wanted the, the atmosphere to feel different. So as soon as I walked into Climb Real Estate, like I felt that just like everyone else did. And so it was a no brainer for me. It was just a, a great transition for me. I think that it spoke to more of who I was as a person. Um, it was more, more, I think it was just more hip, more stylish than, than what I was used to. And so we had a really, really great run at Climb. And that's how I met Kenny. And that's how I met Team Fast. And I was there to help build and grow that culture. And everyone always asks us, you know, what, what was Climb and, and, and why was it so different? It's really hard to pinpoint that because Climb was more to us an energy uh, than anything, right? It was the way that it felt. And it's really hard to duplicate that. And that's why it meant so much to us. That's why we always still talk about Climb. Unfortunately, politically or whatever the reason was, Realogy, the company that owned us and owns Coldwell Banker, Century 21, and some of the other big brands, decided to close the doors of Climb Real Estate, which to me was a complete sock in the jaw. Um, it really hit us all hard because that place meant so much to us. So we all became free agents, right? I went to Better Homes and Garden as a director. And then Kenny, he went and interviewed 14 different companies to find out, well, what's going to be the best place for me and my team? At the time, he had about 12 agents on Team Fast. And he's like, I want to find a place that's going to allow us to grow and be different and be funky. And no one else could really provide that for him than EXP. So Kenny went and started his own team and started his own brokerage, Fast Real Estate, brokered by EXP. And we're all friends. We're all still family. We're all still very tight. And so I'm seeing them and I'm going to the office and I'm experiencing their journey and I'm watching everyone grow. And I felt like I was truly missing out and I was in the wrong place. And I was super, super unhappy. And uh, my girlfriend's on Team Fast and, and obviously we talk and we communicate all the time. 
And it just made sense for me to start thinking, like, how can I be a part of that again? So Kenny and I talked for about three months to make it all make sense. And um, mind you, I'm, I'm in corporate America. I have a very comfortable salary. I provide well for my family. Um, and so leaving a six-figure salary is, is challenging. But I believed in Kenny and Kenny's vision so much that I was willing to burn the freaking boat and say, you know what? Let's do this. I'm going to be your Northern California sales manager. We're going to build team fast. We're going to build fast real estate. And, and here we are with more momentum than I think I've had in the last five years of my career. And there's no signs for us stopping. So that's how I ended up here with fast real estate and team fast. And, and I'll tell you what, Melody, you know, we're on the same team. I, I could not be more happy and excited and grateful to be where I'm at right now. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. I feel the same exact way. That's exactly why I joined the team. The team culture was exactly what I was missing at my old brokerage as well. And I'm so happy that I was on the same wavelength to even be able to match up with such amazing people. You know, it's really hard to find people that are all kind of cut from the same cloth yeah. and all kind of work the same way um not to say we all work the same way of course we all are different and unique in our own way but we all kind of vibe the same way we all kind of understand where each other's head is at and we never really drop the ball on the positivity the love that we have for each other the love that we have for um you know the team like i i i truly feel that I am a part of a family on Team Fast. And that's not something to be taken lightly because how many people can really truly say that, you know? And to give you a little context, so when I did finally get my real estate license, it took me a couple tries to pass the test because I was never a great test taker. So it took me about a year, year and a half um, really? to actually like study and do everything and you know get my license and get the background check and all that done. And then once I finally got it, I felt like I was a part of the family. Maureen had my back. She was getting me open houses. She was putting me on at the sales meetings. Like this is the new, you know, agent. And everyone was showing me so much love. Immediately, she said, I think that you should reach out to one of the top agents in the company and pick their brain on how you can help or maybe become an assistant. I reached out to the top agent, La Marinda. Jim Calhoun, he was with BHG. He yeah. sold millions of dollars worth of real estate in La Marinda, and he was licensed the year I was born in 1990. So he's been licensed yeah. since, you know, like 30 years ago. And so I, I called him and I said, you know, I'm a new agent. I'm looking for some work or an open house. He goes, no, 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 you know, I'm too busy, but I really appreciate it. You know, what can I do for you? And he just kind of like rushed me off the phone because he was, you know, top agent, A-type personality. He was probably walking in or out of an appointment. So I caught him kind of a little bit off guard. And then a couple of months later, I said, you know, Maureen, I really love this office in Rossmore, but it's too slow for me. I'm really not looking to be in this market. I'm young, I'm hip. I want to change to the La Marinda market. So I switched to the La Marinda market where Jim Calhoun was working. Well, now I had his attention because I was the new agent in the office. I was competition, right? And top agents, they can smell fresh blood from miles away, right? So everyone had their eye on me. Anyways, long story short, he um, started giving me his open houses. I finally warmed up to him, introduced myself. We became really good friends and I became his assistant. And that, 
that was a family to me. I mean, we all helped each other out. He warmed up to me. He would take me and coast out for dinner all the time. And any open house he got in La Marinda, I got, you know, I, I closed my first couple of deals because of him and he coached me through the whole thing. Nice. So um, completely indebted to him. If it wasn't for him, I don't think I'd be who I am today because his work ethic is on fire. Even to this day, he should be retired, but he still holds open houses on Sundays. Um, that, I haven't met him personally. I met him on uh, on a like a mastermind one time, but yeah, I haven't met him in person, but I've always heard good things about him. Yeah, um, the most charming, the most helpful, generous, uplifting agent that was also a top agent that I had ever met. Most top agents are not that generous. They won't take time to right. give you advice or talk to you. They won't, they won't take time to give you their open houses or, you know, try to develop your skills as a new agent. They're, they're worried about, you know, closing their next escrow. And to me, the agents that always slowed down enough to take time to talk to me or get to know me or even, you know, wanted to help me in any type of way, whether it's figuring out how to work the MLS or figuring out what to say in a buyer letter, you know, the agents that helps me out the most is what I wanted to be like. I wanted to be that top agent that was helping other agents, giving back, sharing my experience, giving value, like, here's what you do. You know, I might not have time, but let's schedule a time. Like, I want you to learn this. I want you to get good at this because I wanted that starting out. Um, so being on this team is so exciting for me because I've been in it seven years, but all these new agents coming in, you know, all this, all these new faces, everyone's so excited. Like I, I, and then, you know, you and Kenny are just invaluable as far as information for all of our seasoned agents that are joining to go to, because you guys, I mean, you're like the mastermind of it all. So I thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Like when, when I thought about this business, obviously, and, and who are the key players, you know, when, when we went into this pandemic, you know, I think that a lot of companies caught, got caught off guard with their shirts off. And what I mean is that they weren't prepared. When, when EXP says that we were built for this, I, I truly believe in that, in that motto is that we've lived in a virtual world and we've been able to really produce in a virtual world. Well, when you take somebody like Kenny, who has been on the forefront of, of innovation, who was named one of the most innovative agents by Inman, and has always looked at tech, um, you know, five steps ahead, uh, I wanted to align myself with not only a company, but with a person that you bring those two together, like it's this unstoppable wrecking force. When we think 10 years back in this business, everything was very broker centric. You have the big names like Keller Williams and, and Coldwell Bankers and even Remax that was, everything was about the brand, about the broker. Well, when you shift into today, everything that is going on with successful real estate agents is all about them and their own brand and their own identity. It's a very agent-centric era that we're in. So when you think about agent-centric business and fast real estate, Kenny Fast, fast agent, and, and, and identity, right? I don't think there's anybody in the Bay Area that does it better. And so what we do and what we will continue to do is help agents build their own brand and identity. We don't care if you ever even say EXP, obviously that's your brokerage, you're powered by them, but who are you? What is your message? And what are you conveying to your consumer that is real and indicative to who you are as a person, right? And so being able to really identify what that is with agents and having a platform with somebody that's done it for so many years, like we want this team to be different. I always use the analogy, depending on how old you are, either Thundercats or Avengers. 
we have all these superpowers that, that are all these individual powers. And then you put us all together and like we're this unstoppable energy. That's how I view Team Fast and Fast Real Estate. There's no other company that's like us. There's no other company that has agents like, you know, like the rad agent with his hair down and tattoos, the numbers agent who's crunching data, you know, like we just have this, these entities with inside of our organization that was very, very cool for me. And it was a, it was a massive allure. So uh, there's nobody that's doing it like we are right now. And I want to be different. I, and Chris Lim used to say this from, from, um, you know, climb real estate. He's like, be different in the sea of sameness. And, and that's, there's a lot of brokerages that do the same thing. It's just different feel. We can honestly say, when you look at our team, that we are different and people see that from a mile away and they want to know more about it. That's why we're growing at the pace that we're growing. Oh my gosh. You're going to be doing big things in this team. I can already tell we're going places because we've got your energy behind us. We've got Kenny's energy behind us. We've got the EXP world behind us. You know, there's, I feel like we've got so many people rooting for us right now. And I, um, I'm really excited to see where this team goes. I feel like now that we have an office location in Walnut Creek, that's our main hub. Um, A lot of, I mean, I know I'm going to be in the office almost every day because I cannot wait to get out of my house after six months locked up in quarantine. (laughs) Um, So whoever's listening and has a chance to come and see Industrious, it's right on top of the Broadway Plaza in downtown Walnut Creek. This has got to be one of the dopest spaces I've ever seen. And obviously I'm biased, but once you see it for yourself, you're like, wow, this place is really, really cool. So we're, then, we're excited. And then of course we've got, you know, we, Kenny already had the Jack London location in Oakland. So, you know, that's on the other side of the tunnel. So we've also got agents in and out of the office there um, that are working that market. And, um, you know, I, I saw Kenny talking about expanding out to Fruitvale and Hayward and, um, you know, so, so what's next for team fast? What do you see happening the rest of 2020 now that we have six months left? So that's a good question. So first things first is our official lease is, um, August 1st, the first it starts here in industrious, obviously they're being kind enough to let us be here and use the space. Um, so this is step one is being able to, uh, tap into the contra cost of the market and being able to have support here. So first off you have an office space. And now we're, we're getting leaders within the team to be able to support, help coach and train and be an extension of Kenny and myself. So it's about having leadership that's going to be able to help the team wherever they are and getting key players in certain markets that have influence. And so um, that's step one. Step two is making sure um, we're going to close on the Fruitvale house. Kenny purchased a, um, a brand new development in the Fruitvale area. It's called... Um, I forgot what the address is. It's Watling. Anyways, it's a new development. I can share that information for you. But uh, he just put his down payment on it and it's going to have themed rooms. It's going to be a work lift space. And we're going to have like that middle ground for people from Hayward and the South Bay and parts of Oakland can come and work and, and, and have this cool environment and kind of like how Climb was when it's themed, uh, but also have like a really cool sense of community. And then we're wanting to tap into the South Bay and then also other markets. So by the end of the year, we're probably going to be at 100 plus agents from just, um, you know, fast real estate and team fast. 
and then we're going to look at growing to other markets. So um, it's going to take some time. It's going to have the right players and the right people in place. And then what we're probably going to do, not probably, we're already doing it, is growing a, a marketing team, taking Kenny's ideas and Kenny's uh, masterminding and being able to make that into templates for the entire team to use and grow and have people they can turn to as we grow. The number one thing that we're going to need is um, leadership support and, and marketing. So those are the things that we're doing foundationally to make sure that it supports our growth. So major massive things coming for our team, but we don't want to get ahead of ourselves to where an agent doesn't feel like they're getting the true care that they need from their leaders. We want to make sure that everyone has a voice, everyone's felt, everyone has support. And then we also want to build mentors within the team, have our current team members mentor and lead other agents within the organization. So we got a lot of moving pieces right now, but I feel that we're making the right steps and we're taking the right steps. And uh, there's nothing but positivity from Kenny and I, and we're polar opposites, right? He's the systems, I'm the emotion. We put those together and it makes a really, really good team. So um, I, I, like I said, I couldn't be more excited about where we are on this journey. Well, I'm so excited. I couldn't be more excited. It's only been uh, two months since I joined the team and I know you just joined shortly after me. So, um, you know, we're just getting our feet wet and I can't wait to see really what, just this, we're building an empire is what we're doing. And we're about to take over the entire Bay Area and I am so here for it. So um, I thank you so much for really taking an hour of your day out. Um, I know we said it was gonna be 30 minutes, but I feel like you and I, we just, we could talk all day. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't wanna keep you up. I'm sure you've got houses to show. And um, I heard Jen's heading out to see the Walnut Creek office soon. So yeah. I'm excited to see her. And- I'm um, excited to see her too. <laughs> yeah, so um, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It's been an honor and I really look forward to working alongside with you and building this team. Well, I appreciate it. And thank you for all of your encouragement. And I think that you've been a really good brand ambassador. And so I'm looking forward to watching you grow, grow your business, grow this podcast. And um, yeah, I just thank you for your time. And as always, you guys, I always say, keep it moving. It's one of my hashtags. And what I mean by that is keep it moving towards your goals, dreams, and vision, and don't let anything slow you down. So uh, thank you, Melody. Thank you for everybody that's watching and viewing this. And I'm um, looking forward to connecting again, Melody. So thank you. Okay. And as always, you guys, Team Fast is accepting your referrals. Send any referrals that you have to melody at fastagents.com. And we will take care of you guys in the Bay Area. Okay. I'll see awesome. you guys soon. Thanks so much for tuning in.